This episode of Frozen Fridays, Honey Goat Milk Gelato. Welcome. I'm Bruce Weinstein. I'm the chef in Bruce and Mark. Hey there, and I'm Mark Scarborough. I'm the writer. I may be the chef, but today I'm getting out of the kitchen. Because I've got a secret. As a writer, I haven't cooked a thing in years. That's about to change. Mark's headed into the kitchen. Remember, he's a writer, and he gets easily distracted, usually by bourbon. Hey, watch it. I'm doing the cooking. And I'm going to help you out. And I'm going to guide him, and I'm going to give him tips, and I'm going to judge him. And so after 25 books, he can finally say, Hey, I f***ing made that. So we're going to make this gelato with goat milk. Well, gelato is made with milk and not with cream. So you can make it with any kind of milk. And making it with goat milk gives it a very special flavor. It, it does. And goat milk is naturally whole milk. And gelato is often traditionally made with whole cow's milk, not cream or a little bit of cream as we talked about last week or two weeks ago yeah. or sometime on this podcast but not traditionally made with cream in it but um goat milk is natural we'll talk about why it's natural but y- naturally whole milk but y- you know what i hate about goat milk well uh, is it really goat milk or is it about the people who complain about goat milk uh, yeah it's about the people <laughs> who complain about it because i actually love goat milk okay here's what i hate i hate that word tangy i hate it <laughs> i hate that word to describe goat milk i don't get it i think tangy needs to be uh relegated strictly to candy <laughs> and i think tangy Even, i think can, tangy needs to be relegated out of food writing like moist well, <laughs> moist and tangy need to go away i think they were both invented by food advertising companies oh, those sound like what you get people to buy things it, for they do uh, I, I just don't like tangies it, it doesn't it doesn't do what goat milk is So the thing about goat milk is it has a distinctive flavor. It does. And that flavor people describe as tangy, but it's not tangy. It's actually very savory. It's not as sweet tasting as cow's milk. I think that's key, right? Because people are used to sweet cow milk. Yeah, and cow's milk is very sweet. It It is. It's... It it is very full of sugar, and it's a very sweet milk. And goat milk has a much more savory quality to it, which is why I love cooking with it. It has a grassy quality. It has an herbal quality. And you're right. It is totally more savory. So this goat milk gelato, one of the reasons we love it so much, is because it's got this kind of strange, funky, savory edge, right? It does. And the other thing we're doing is we're going to sweeten this gelato with honey. And honey also, unlike plain sugar, which is just sweet, honey has lots of flavors going on and honey tastes floral and it blends with this goat milk so well into a delicious gelato. I mean, whatever happened to food that tastes like something? I mean, why is it that everybody wants tasteless food? We were just talking about this the other day, that when we were kids... We didn't know from, of course, we're old as dirt, but we didn't know from boneless, skinless chicken breasts. And we didn't know, I didn't know from boneless, center cut pork chops. We ate food on the bone. We ate it with the skin. And food had taste. And now all food seems to be is tasteless sweet. Well, it's unfortunate, but. You know, if you're going to feed 7 billion people on the planet, you have to have bigger industrial farms. I think it just went up to 9 billion right now as we talk. (laughs) And you have to have ways to make animals grow faster. And all of that leads to more protein with less taste. So people are being fed, but they're losing out on Uh, the pleasure of it. it. They are. And goat milk tastes like something. It doesn't taste like indiscriminate vague sweet i'm I'm just so dumbfounded by the whole boneless skinless chicken breast center cut pork chop world that i live in and listen listen 
on a hard Wednesday night after we've worked really long, boneless center cut pork chops on the grill are a fine thing. And also, it's good that we have our own pig raised for us, so it's (laughs) old-fashioned pork and it's tasteful. But enough of the tirade. Let's get on to some honey goat milk gelato. So Mark has already started this gelato. Yeah. And we have a small saucepan here. And in this saucepan are three cups of goat milk with one tablespoon of goat butter. Oh, catch that. Goat butter. Now, listen, if you can't find goat butter, you can use unsalted cow butter from this. But we're just going all out. If you could find goat milk, chances are the same place will have goat butter. Chances. And a vanilla bean, which has been split in half. And you don't have to write any of that down, because as always, these recipes will live on our website, bruceandmark.com. Right. So Mark warmed that all up in a small pan until it started to fizz, right? Yeah. And then what happened? And then I covered the pan, took it off the heat, and set it aside for an hour, because I want that vanilla flavor to steep in. But we're going to do more than that, because now... I'm going to fish the pot out yep. of this pan, and I'm going to scrape the seeds out of the pot. Why don't you talk about that while I do so it? So the way you're doing that is you take a little paring knife and then use the back of the knife, um, the not sharp edge, to scrape the seeds out. Right. And then you're just going to put those seeds you scraped out right back in the pot with the goat milk and butter. And some people say that you should save the pot and stick it in sugar to make vanilla sugar, but I don't think so with pods that have been soaked in dairy because you've got thousands of little dairy molecules caught in the microstructures of the pod and while you might try to wipe them out you might also end up with a bit of rancidity in your sugar you might. how do you like that word rancidity nice word it, i love making up words it's a perfectly cromulent word <laughs> so um thank you mrs crabapple <laughs> yeah you're you're welcome bart um so um i'm gonna uh uh, put this uh, vanilla bean seeds as I have back in the milk and now we have to keep going with the custard. Yes, yeah, so and we're going to keep part. that warm. That's over a low heat. So we're going to keep right. that warm while we go. We're going right. to make the custard. So we have another bowl here and in this bowl we have seven egg yolks and a third of a cup of honey. And you're going to use an electric mixer and I want you to beat that up. And I put a little salt in it, like a quarter teaspoon of salt, just because I like a little salt in desserts for black flavor. And I'm going to beat this at medium speed for a long time until wide ribbons form. We talked about this the other night, the other day, the other night. Wow, listen to me. <laughs> I must be, uh, it's bright morning here. But the other day, but uh, what are wide ribbons? Well, that's when you pick the beaters out of the mixture and it's really thick and it's really light colored and it falls back down, but it doesn't incorporate right back in. It sits on top as ribbons as it comes down. But other stuff is happening. Those ribbons happen because you're you're emulsifying the sugar Ooh, and yeah. the fat and Ooh, yeah. air. So you're beating a lot of air into this. And so that's what you want to have happen. So it does take a while to get that. Yeah, it does. It's going to take us... Oh, seven, eight minutes. And and we should stop right before we cut out here and do this in a cut. But we should say, why is there butter in this ice cream? The goat butter will do two things. It's going to add a little extra fat, which gives a great mouthfeel to the ice cream. And goat butter in particular has an even more concentrated flavor of that goat milk. So it gives, it's almost like adding an extract to it, wow. which is why if you could find it, use it. It's really good. And goat butter, just in case you don't know, goat butter is pure white. But we can talk about that after the break. So this has been beaten now for about eight minutes, and it's really thick, and the ribbons are happening. So we're going to turn that off, and we're going to move on to the next step of this custard. Okay. So uh, in this case, what I'm going to do is I'm going to beat the hot milk that had those vanilla seeds in it from the pod. I'm going to beat that into this beaten egg yolk mixture and I'm going to beat about half of it in. 
Now, why are you going that way? Why are you beating that hot milk into these egg yolks and not just dumping the egg yolks into that pan? Well, we are tempering the eggs because we don't have any thickener in here like flour, which can protect the eggs. Some people say that you do not need to temper eggs for gelato. We find that we get a smoother custard if we temper the eggs in the absence of any other form of thickener, especially when we've heated the milk. And here we've heated the milk in order to infuse a flavor into it, the vanilla bean. Mm. And we're, that's what we're trying to do here is get as much flavor as possible. So since the milk is warm, yep. we're tempering it. If, if I were to have let this milk come completely back to room temperature, and I was sure it was room temperature, then I could skip this tempering step. But there's also a safety concern with milk sitting on the stove for a long time until it comes back to room temperature. So all that said, we're tempering the eggs. And by tempering, you just mean we're bringing the temperature of the eggs up slowly rather than dumping them right into the hot thing. We're bringing it in stages. Right. And in the meantime, as we've been talking about this, now I've taken that combined mixture (laughs) and I've put it back into the pan and I've beaten that all together. And so now I'm done. And I'm going to set this over the stove, and I'm going to heat it. With a with a wooden spoon. You're going to stir this slowly with a wooden spoon, and you are going to heat it. And here's the thing. This is what we change in the world of ice cream making. It is. This is our big... Revelation. Foofy change in our new book, A La Mode. So what is that change? In every other book, when you make custards for ice creams or puddings, the recipes always say, stir until the mixture coats the back of a spoon. Boo. What does that mean? Boo. Well, that means when you run your finger over the back of the spoon, a line stays there. But you know what? That starts to happen pretty early on, like when the mixture reaches 145 I degrees. I don't know what that means, a And line. you can keep making lines, and it gets thicker and thicker, and the line gets more demarcated all the way up to about 170, 175. I know they say that you can do it till the line, you know, the borders of the line do not move when you tilt the spoon this way and that. But honestly... Honestly, that happens at a range of temperatures right. and actually at a lower temperature than perfect gelato. Now, why is that happening? Because as you cook this and as you raise the temperature, the egg yolks are coagulating and they're cooking. So right. you're making a custard. Right. So Mark and I figured, why don't we just give you the temperature that we think gelato is the best texture at? And that is? 170 degrees. Fahrenheit. 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 <laughs> we do have people that listen to this podcast in Australia <laughs> and in Europe. So Fahrenheit, 170 Fahrenheit. So you can use an instant read meat thermometer that you stick in there. Just clean the pork off it. Oh, excellent. I hope you did that before you put it away. (laughs) And, or you can use a laser thermometer because that'll give you a great temperature as you're stirring it. And then... How come nobody makes pig milk gelato? (laughs) There's got to be pig milk out there, right? Oh, anyway, go ahead. How about pig blood gelato? Uh, Oh, excellent. Go ahead. (laughs) So you're, you're actually getting there. This is... This is almost there. And I should say that when I'm stirring this with a wooden spoon, we have a specific wooden spoon we use. And you can find this at kitchenware stores online and in their brick-and-mortar locations. And it's a wooden spoon that has a wooden notch on one side of it. It's got a little pointy angled notch on one side of the oval shape of the spoon. And that helps me get in the corner of the pan as I stir that little, I shouldn't say it's a notch, it's like a ledge. It is. A little outcropping and on if you, one side. If you can't find that particular tool if you just use like a wooden spatula a wooden turner which is a flat bottom that's also great because you could scrape the bottom as you go and oh, reach into the corner so that's another good way to do it so now that's done and i want you to do something else now before we chill it i want you to pour it through the strainer into another bowl okay i know we always do this and why do we do it because 
sometimes little bits of egg do cook in that you missed in the corners um, and you want to get those out. You want to make sure this is smooth and creamy. You don't have any little bits of coagulated anything. Okay, so I'm going to do, I've done that already now and I'm going to chill this thing in the fridge overnight for or four hours would do it, but overnight is better. And you could even leave it in the fridge up to three days before you freeze it. Right. And then I'm going to freeze it and we're going to come back and it will be in the process of being frozen. And now for my favorite part, tasting and judgment. It's not really so much tasting and judgment since you've been standing here the whole time. It's not like I've made this behind your back. But so we've got this thing and it's in the machine and it's just about ready. And I'm going to turn the machine off. And I'm going to actually scoop a couple little dollops into bowls. Right out of the machine. Right out. And then let's see. What does this thing taste? What? Mmm. Wow, it's... First of all, right out of the machine. Mm. It's soft and creamy. Mm. Oh, my gosh. That's good. I have always wanted to butter my ice cream. I really have. (laughs) It's... It is, without a single doubt, goaty. But here's the thing that strikes me so good about oh, this. Oh, it's got this savory edge. Wow. Okay. What strikes you is so good? I can't. Stop well, eating. the color of this of this gelato is yellow, and it's yellow because there are seven egg yolks in it. Right. Right. But before we put the egg yolks in it, we didn't talk about this, but we should talk about it. It's snow white. Goat milk and goat butter are snow white. And They're why whiter than any is cow's that, Mister Science? That's because when goats eat things in growing outside like plants and flowers and weeds and they have color in them mm-hmm. that color is beta carotene the, the same stuff that makes carrots orange right Right. the color that's not green is often beta carotene and unlike cows goats digest beta carotene so completely and turn it completely into vitamin a which has no color so when it's secreted the vitamin a is secreted into their milk there is no color. It's That's strictly right. white. Cows, on the other hand, don't digest beta carotene so well. As fully. So when they secrete vitamin A into their milk, it actually becomes slightly yellow. I've, I've now eaten my whole bowl while you're talking about that. <laughs> so let me say um, that this ice cream, it is it is without a doubt made with goat milk, and it's got this honey aftertaste. It's moderately sweet. You notice we only put a third of a cup of honey in this batch. Yep. Um, and smaller seeds. So I really think that this ice cream is best as a pairing, like on a peach pie, Ooh. on an apple crisp, Ooh. on a plum crisp. On a chocolate turnover. On a chocolate mm. turn. Oh, my gosh. If you made even a, a chocolate, you know, just where you take puff pastry and you fold it around a piece of chocolate and you bake it. Yum. Wow. This ice cream would be fabulous on that. Or any chocolate, really just a chocolate bar next to it, you know, a good 70% dark chocolate bar next to it would be great because because you want to balance this goatiness with something else in the in the in the dessert. So this is probably the perfect pairing. This would also be fabulous with hot fudge sauce. Just They're hot delicious. fudge the chocolate sauce. and goat milk is a great combination. Hot fudge sauce and toasted pecans on top of that with this gelato would be the bomb. So I hate to say it, but Goat milk gelato and goat milk ice cream is actually healthier oh, than wow. cow's milk ice yeah, cream. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Get Despite the fact that we have sugar in it. Well, look, goat milk has more calcium, right? Yep. Doesn't it? Like 13% it, more? 13% more this calcium is than cow milk. This is ounce for ounce. Yep. It has more vitamin A. Yeah, because of that, carrot, that beta carotene yep, problem. About 47% more. And then 
even better, it has a ton more potassium than cow milk. 137%. So if your heart doctor says you've got a heart problem, you need <laughs> potassium, you should eat goat ice cream. <laughs> yeah, you should just eat goat gelato. Never mind the seven egg yolks. <laughs> but you should just eat goat gelato all the time. Also, we should say something about goat milk and the fat because this is a common misconception. People say oh, it's, it's that, you know, it's somehow different or it's somehow funkier or wooier or whatever. It's not. What the truth of the matter is, is the fat molecules in goat milk are exceptionally small. And that's why you can't, it's naturally homogenized and you can't that's separate right. the cream out very easily it, without centrifugal forces. and Right. It lacks a protein that cow milk has that causes fat molecules to clump and goats just don't make this protein. And so, in fact, goat milk is, as Bruce said, naturally homogenized. And because of that, and because the molecules are so small, yes, it is true they are easier to digest. And what that means is not that it easier to digest doesn't necessarily mean somehow you work less at it. <laughs> it means that since they're small, they pass out of your stomach more quickly and out of even your upper intestine more quickly, which means they have less time to sit around and now to get gross, ferment. Yeah, and they, they're absorbed quicker into your body. And that's why goat milk is like the universal milk substitute in right. zoos around the world. When that's animals right. won't take their mother's milk, they're given goat milk and they almost always take it. But really, honestly, I just want to keep eating honey, goat, gelato without any medical claims at all. To hear more recipes on our podcast, including a full collection of frozen cocktails and desserts this summer, check it out every Friday for our Frozen Friday episodes. And while you're at it, subscribe and rate us, because subscribing yeah. is the only way other people are going to find out about us. And there's even more on this podcast, Cooking with Bruce and Mark, on every Tuesday. We're taking down the big culinary myths. I think we're up to number 39 or something at this point. We take them down every Friday, the biggest myths there are out there. So catch us on Tuesdays. I said Fridays, I think. It's on Tuesdays that we do the culinary myths. So is that it? It is almost. Check it out. Honey, goat milk, gelato, I'm eating it, and I don't care about any medical claims. <laughs>